The Denver Broncos made a big move on Wednesday morning, releasing veteran pass rusher Randy Gregory. How does this impact the Broncos from a salary cap standpoint, a roster standpoint, and what does it do for the outlook of the outside linebacker position? Well, you're going to get all that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prior to Wednesday's practice at the Centura Health Training Center, the Denver Broncos released veteran pass rusher Randy Gregory. What do the ripple effects have or cause here for the Broncos as we move forward? Welcome to a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, Orange.com. Sarah, we got a little bit of a breaking news podcast here on Wednesday morning. The Broncos releasing veteran outside linebacker Randy Gregory, who they signed two years ago in NFL free agency to a five-year deal. He is now a free agent, set to sign with anybody that he wants to, but a little bit of a surprise that I think we've gotten here in season so far here approaching week five this was certainly a little bit of a big move here for the broncos definitely a big move we've been talking about maybe i guess i know i've been writing about this cody i don't know where what you where you stand on it i've kind of been talking about maybe randy gregory getting benched on a more permanent basis based on what we've seen and kind of seems like maybe he talked with the coaches and maybe they talked with him and kind of decided mutually like hey instead of benching you we're going to let you go try to catch on elsewhere, right? And the Broncos are eating a big dead cap hit in 2023 to kind of make this, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it making a point. I suppose we'll hear from Sean Payton later today, kind of what the the message is that's being sent here by making this move. But over 16 million, Cody, in dead cap space here for 2023, which we know doesn't necessarily matter already that much. Randy Gregory was already accounting on the Denver Broncos books for this season, 14 million in base salary, and then his prorated uh, bonus that he signed when he originally signed with the Broncos, which was 2.1 million. So that's where you get the 16.1 million. It does save the Denver Broncos 9.8 million on the 2024 salary cap where kind of a lot of people felt like maybe, Hey, this is a trial situation. You signed Randy Gregory to a, five-year, $70 million deal so that you can push a lot of stuff into the future and kind of get out of the deal early if things don't work out. And, well, Cody, I think we're kind of seeing a worst-case scenario here, uh, not quite on the level of the Juwan James signing for the Denver Broncos, but certainly in similar, you know, it's on a similar tier. It's one of the worst moves the team has made in recent memory in terms of how much they paid, which was $28 million guaranteed on that five-year, $70 million deal to Randy Gregory and just getting a handful of games out of it. So it's very unfortunate for Randy personally. I know you've gotten the chance to talk to him, but from a football standpoint, I think this does send a pretty clear message about about as big of a message as can be sent short of firing Vance Joseph. Well, you know, and also as well, reports indicate from NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, that the Broncos have tried to trade him this week, but no team really bit on any of the offers here. And according to Mike Kliss, our good friend, he reported that on Tuesday, Gregory asked for his release. 
noting that, hey, it's just probably not a good fit here because he was benched in favor of Nick Benito, and he did see a reduction in playing time. And so apparently Sean Payton slept on it overnight. Wednesday morning decided that they're going to release him, and so now he's got an opportunity to go elsewhere. And, and to your point too, right, and I, I think we can go back. You can see, and I, I know the whole thing, especially when the Broncos signed Randy Gregory. I know you and I both expressed concerns at the time, considering history of unavailability, things like that. Why they didn't, you know, maybe re-sign Von Miller. I mean, we understand the deal that Von Miller got, but obviously Von wanted to stay in Denver. But I look at Randy Gregory, and you see maybe the potential as to why they did it. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, right? And I think often at times when we talk about signings, you see the vision for why you signed a guy, and you hope that okay, hey. Can you change history a little bit? I think players deserve the benefit of the doubt, right? And the Broncos ultimately gave Randy the benefit of the doubt. And Randy didn't have any issues here in Denver. The only issue was he got hurt last season in week four against the Las Vegas Raiders. Prior to that, was looking really good. It looked like a great signing there for Denver. Missed a majority of the season. And then this year, we just haven't seen that same spring from him that we saw a little bit last year. And you know, the Broncos' edge rush production wasn't really good. They weren't very good against the run. They were going through their struggles here. So the Broncos and this new coaching staff with position coach Michael Wilhoyt coming in and saying, hey, we're going to go with Jonathan Cooper on one side, and we're going to go with Nick Benito. We're going to see where he's at because Benito has taken such a massive leap so far this season. I know we're going to highlight him a little bit, but I do want to remind folks, too, and I'm glad that you brought this up. You know, I've had the chance to get to know Randy Gregory over the course of the last year and a half and the conversations we've had like genuinely just a great human being great dude and just a guy who wants to compete and, and unfortunately you know i think a lot of times things circumstances situations can change and and sometimes it's like all right maybe i'm not a great fit here for this team and what they want to do going forward and certainly i think that's okay you see it happen all the time in the nfl so you know i just want to take a moment to just say thank you to randy gregory you know great interactions that i've had from him he's been very honest and open inside that locker room he's been vulnerable and he's even acknowledged, you know, some struggles with the mental health side of things. And I think as much as we get caught up in the business side of the NFL, I think it's important that fans understand that, too. So, unfortunately, didn't work out for Randy Gregory in Denver. I hope Broncos fans wish him well going forward here. But now it's going to lead to a bunch of new things here coming up for this Denver Broncos football team. And I think more importantly, how does the release here of Randy Gregory, how does that impact the Denver Broncos defense? Well, Broncos country, you're going to get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at eBay Motors. And our partners at eBay Motors, they've teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Take a look at the Broncos Jets matchup here in week five. New York Jets running back Brees Hall. He's had a tough season so far with his limited usage in a struggling Jets offense, but his explosive 56 yard rushing game on only six carries against the Kansas City Chiefs in week four is great foreshadowing for his best game of the season, potentially. When the Jets blow through Denver in Week 5, look for Hall to fly a mile high with his speed and explosiveness. Last season, he had a 62-yard rushing touchdown against Denver before tearing his ACL. But he's back, and he's healthy, and he's ready to go. The Broncos' defense right now, they are falling apart against the run, especially against faster backs. So expect Brees Hall to go off to help the Jets try to get a much-needed road win on Sunday against a Broncos defense that has allowed 
over 521 rushing yards in the last two games. If you're in fantasy football, Brees Hall is a guaranteed fit for your roster here. And Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. They have brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors, they have it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Once again, that's ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Denver Broncos appear to be going towards a youth movement off the edge following the shocking release of Randy Gregory, big money free agent signing there in 2022. And we're going to discuss this youth movement, potentially what it looks like and what it could look like going forward for the Denver Broncos. But before we do, got to give a huge shout out to every single one of you that makes Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, we appreciate you so much. You can listen to Lockdown Broncos free and available everywhere that you get podcasts, as well as you can watch us on YouTube every single day and engage there in the comment section to let your voice be heard amongst other members of Broncos country and give us your thoughts on this move. Randy Gregory, what do you think? Do you like the move? Do you like the kind of boldness on the part of Sean Payton and George Payton, the Broncos, to move on from a big money free agent signing like this? Or would you prefer they try to get as much juice out of this signing as they can. Cody, I think that it's clear. The Denver Broncos like the young guys they have off the edge right now, which is a good thing in terms of you know roster building, the, the investments they made in the draft specifically. Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, two draft picks you had playing well the last handful of weeks here, or for sure against the Chicago Bears. But it does, it's kind of the double-edged sword, isn't it? You cut a big money free agent signing a guy that, you know, you you had high hopes for, but you're seeing draft picks come up and play well and develop. It's that's kind of the life of an NFL GM, isn't it? <laughs> it's tough. It's tough balance, right? Because what what are the things that we've talked about here, especially after the Broncos signed Randy Gregory, then they added Nick Benito in the draft. I think you and I were sitting here doing a podcast and we were talking about how does this impact Denver's maybe vision of that position. I know we use the word vision quite a bit here on this program, but I, I think for us, we're on, okay, well, you have Randy Gregory, you know, you have a young guy in Jonathan Cooper who you, you like promise of, but are we comfortable with where edge rusher is at? And I think ideally, you know, coming into the season, that was the question that we've had here is what does it look like here? Can the Broncos get the most out of these guys? But I think it also allows Denver to go through here and develop, right? Because what do we talk about? Well, if you have two starting edge rushers and you drafted a guy like, how is he going to develop? Well, we've seen Nick Benito take a massive stride. They went out and they brought in Jamar Kane, a pass rush specialist. I, I also, this just leave in my mind as well. Denver does have Ronnie Perkins, who's played defensive end. He's one of those guys I don't think we've talked about too much because we haven't seen him active on game days, but maybe he could play defensive end in a situation like this. Maybe he could play outside linebacker, but it's evident to me that Denver in this situation, this type of move, look, we're seeing Jonathan Cooper develop right in front of our eyes. Nick Benito, the Broncos could be getting Baron Browning back soon, who just last year was his first year playing the edge rusher position. So for me, it's telling me that Sean Payton, George Payton, the brain trust here for the Broncos, they believe in developing these young, athletic, explosive guys off the edge and seeing where they come along. And in my opinion, Sarah, you and I have talked about this. 
you need a lot of edge rushers in today's NFL. You need guys that can step up because you're one injury away from being in trouble. I think Denver has a lot of belief in these guys that I mentioned with the Benitos, the Coopers, the Brownings, and maybe, maybe Ronnie Perkins getting added to this mix as well. I would love to see that. I'd love to see these guys get shots. You know, we have Thomas Incum, Marcus Haynes as well, the yep. undrafted guys that are. So there's a lot of players out there. It's just going to be a matter of which guys are going to actually step up now. We hope to see the best version of Baron Browning back on the field after he comes off the PUP. We hope to see better from Frank Clark, who, remember, he was in a little bit of hot water with the coaching staff as well. It seemed like, especially after he kind of made the comments about the Chiefs rivalry not being so much of a rivalry and then playing deep into the fourth quarter or into the fourth quarter of a preseason game. So and that was maybe our earliest signal there for Randy Gregory, because if memory serves me right, Cody, he also was playing deep into that preseason game. So in particular, I think Sean Payton is kind of holding some of these veterans feet to the fire, which I love to see because, hey, you're a big money free agent signing or what you did in the past. It's it's all representative of remember what he said about the no decals on the helmets. Right. He, he talks about how, like, hey, everybody out here, you're all you, you're you're the name on the helmet, you know, and that's like the. You have a shot no matter where you come from, no matter what your you know, first round pick, undrafted free agent, big money free agent signing. It doesn't matter. You've all got an opportunity to come out here and the best players are going to play. And I think we're seeing evidence of that. Right. And now so this is a deliberate message being sent. But I, for one, Cody, am excited about a little bit more of a youth movement here. I don't think we were we kind of had to get talked into the Randy Gregory signing, especially at the time, right? Because of who else was available. And it just didn't, it never really felt like that was the right move. It felt like it was a move that, you know, we could get on board with if he plays well and things like that. But I just, I, I didn't really jive with that same vision. I jive with the vision of playing young guys, especially guys that you drafted. That's huge. So if if Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning, even guys like Ronnie Perkins, who didn't get a chance to really develop there in New England, you can get those young guys going. Then you have all of a sudden now a plethora of homegrown talent off the edge. That's much preferred, in my opinion. You want to revisit that uh, free agency period there, right? Because really it was between... Randy Gregory, Von Miller, and Chandler Jones. And could you imagine like the situation Denver would have been in with Chandler Jones? And and I think that whole right. situation and how that's played out in Vegas, man, I my heart goes out to a guy like Chandler Jones. Obviously, he got released by that team, and I just hope that he's okay, and I hope he gets the help that he needs. But Denver, I mean, when you look at maybe cost analysis, right, and then Von Miller goes on to tear his ACL, like I don't know what it would have been like if the Broncos maybe signed a guy like Chandler Jones or retained Von Miller, right? If would the same things would have happened. I mean, we don't know this, but it's very interesting that those were the big name guys. And I think we're starting to now see NFL teams, maybe mindset shift. Like obviously if a great pass rusher is becoming available or is going to be made available, it's interesting. Von's situation was different because he only had one year left on his deal when Denver traded him to the Rams. He won the Super Bowl, hit the free agency market, wanted to come back to Denver. He talked about it, but that's a rare anomaly there for guys like that to become available. So for me, are we now seeing a shift in the NFL and how teams view players at this position specifically that do become available? Are they going to maybe go with a young guy that maybe has upside developmental prospect traits that could maybe fit to what you want to do in a modern NFL defense, which by the way is super hard considering how the offenses are in today's game with a quick passing attack so for me, I think that's something maybe to keep an eye on there. But I think right now, Denver at the pass rush position, 
think you have a combination of guys who have legit speed. You have some good power there. Like you're not going to see a lot of bull rushes from Jonathan Cooper or Nick Benito, but they are deceptively strong, but they are explosive and quick. Is the explosive pass rusher the way of the future here for the edge rusher position? Maybe so. It might be that. And that's why I think we're seeing a lot of teams take these chances on these, what we call rassholes, these high relative athletic score type of players. And to me, it makes a little bit more sense with where Denver's at. But I think with the speed, they also have potential for more consistency here against the run after the release of Randy Gregory. I know that was an area where he struggled a little bit so far this season was against the run. I know some teams have tried to go at Nick Benito, but I think in the last couple of weeks, he's shown some improvement in that department. He himself has even acknowledged this is an area where he can get better. Yeah, and I'm excited to see him do exactly that because what he brings to the table as a pass rusher, it's too good to keep off the field for significant stretches of games. Cody, I just want to kind of wrap a bow around the discussion on Randy Gregory and that whole free agency last year around saying maybe there is a lot more value in knowing the guys that you're signing to big money contracts. You know, I know that free agency kind of is what it is where you got to agree to these deals during the legal tampering period. And you, the Broncos have really kind of dwelled in this area and realm of like, Hey, we're going to go up to this certain degree of player in free agency, but we're willing to go up to this higher degree uh, in what we'll pay them. They're paying average to above average players in free agency a lot of them that they don't have any personal knowledge of they're paying them upper tier money which to me is indicative of the problem in and of itself you had an opportunity in that free agency period to at least go into the negotiating table and say look we don't necessarily uh, we don't necessarily know Randy Gregory we don't necessarily know Chandler Jones but we do know Von Miller and we know exactly what we're getting from him we know what we're getting from him every single day in the meeting rooms on the practice field in the training room if he's hurt and i would venture to say Cody even in the limited you know sample that we have of all three of those guys that were available Von Miller has made an exponentially bigger difference even after having torn his ACL again in Buffalo. And it just goes to show, man, like not all the time is it about the sentimental value of players maybe coming back to Denver. A lot of times it's about sign the best player. Go out and sign the best player in free agency. And if you can't, Go to the draft and go to the young guys. I would much rather have the Broncos said, look, we can't afford Von Miller. Screw it. We're going to draft an edge guy instead of, and they did, they drafted Nick Benito, but they also spent the money on Randy Gregory. So it's like, why not just draft the guy and give him the shot or or sign a veteran that's maybe cheaper that, you know, it's not as big of a risk. I just think there's, there's a time to take risks in free agency like Mike McGlinchey. And that's a bigger topic, I think, for another day. But we're seeing the struggles of Mike McGlinchey. But that was a necessary risk that you had to take in free agency to fix a position that you don't have a first-round pick. You don't have a second-round pick. you got to sign the right tackle. But with Randy Gregory, it was so unnecessary. So I'm a little fired up about it, Cody, as you can tell. I just think the Broncos, they 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 may need to start listening to you know some of the people like, like us and other folks on Twitter who – warned against a move like this from the very beginning i think you have to yeah the cost analysis on everything that you do i mean i think that's being weighted more now in the nfl than it ever has been previously and and i agree with you and look denver still had bradley chubb at that time too so you know you could have drafted a guy and paired him opposite of him with a young guy like jonathan cooper who's already here in the nfl they're like, okay let's see maybe how it works with these guys uh 
Obviously, a turn of events here for the Denver Broncos on Wednesday morning as they released veteran pass rusher Randy Gregory. But that also now opens up the door for the defense. It opens up doors for guys at that position. What will we see from young players at edge rusher? Well, you're going to get all that on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like, you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself here. BetterHelp is great. I've used it here in the past. I've loved how simple it is to sign up on the website or on the app that they have, and it's easy in just minutes. You fill out a form, it connects you to a therapist, and then you can decide if you and your therapist vibe really well, and if not, you can change therapists anytime at no additional cost to yourself. And it's important when you don't have all the answers in life to be able to process and figure out how to get where you need to be in order to be okay going forward. BetterHelp is a great way to do just that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And like I said, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you don't feel like you're vibing well with that therapist, you'll find the right fit with BetterHelp. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Once again, BetterHelp.com slash locked on. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, real quick, just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Every single day, you can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on what's going on with the team that you root for on Sundays, whether they're winning, whether they're losing, good or bad. You're always going to get coverage here. Lockdown Broncos every single day, all year long. So coming off the heels of the news that Randy Gregory was released by the Denver Broncos on Wednesday morning prior to practice, what will we see from young players? And as we've highlighted, Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, these two guys emerged as the team's two starters. Now, at the beginning of the year, Jonathan Cooper was a starter. Randy Gregory was a starter. That's now shifted to Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, where we've seen that explosiveness. And obviously, these two guys are coming off of a very big game this past week against the Chicago Bears. When we talk about it, three and a half sacks combined between the two of them, a forced fumble, fumble recovery, scoop and score touchdown for Jonathan Cooper. Scoop, there it is. And the Broncos tied the game up at 28 apiece in that game. You saw, I think, a little bit more energy and just the explosiveness. And obviously, when you see Jonathan Cooper scoop that ball up, like how fast he is, like Justin Fields, we know how fast he is, couldn't catch him. So to me, Denver is embracing the youth movement, as we've talked about, but they've emerged as the team's two starters. I want to ask you the question here. Do you think that these two guys might be the starters for the future here for Denver? I really like that idea. And I, I, I like the idea even more if Baron Browning makes the conversation difficult, right? Because you want him to reemerge as the guy that we saw last year who looked like, man, remember the game against the Colts and he just single-handedly dominated. And this last year was his first year transitioning full-time to the edge. So I do love the idea, Cody, personally, of Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, and then Baron Browning making it really difficult for them to kind of decipher who's going to get on the field. The mo- That's the problem that you want to have is three guys that you drafted, three guys that you brought in that are developing, that are getting more time on the field, that are progressing, that are showing well, that are impacting games. And that's the other thing. How much more consistently can we see these guys impact games? We saw against the Bears, man. 
Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, they are capable of completely changing a game. Baron Browning, how many times have you and I been texting each other or we've seen in the Slack chat and things like that? Like that looks so much like Von Miller. Those are the kinds of things that we need to continue to see from these guys stepping up in big moments. Yeah, there may be growing pains along the way. There may be moments where like, dang, like they really didn't set the edge well, super well on that play. But man, in the fourth quarter when the Broncos were up by three points and they needed a sack, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, Baron Browning, those guys came through with a big play, either batting the ball down and getting a good rush or beating a double team and getting the quarterback. So I'm all for it, Cody. I'm all for homegrown talent. And I think that that would be the best problem to have going forward. Like I said, you want to see what you got from your young guys. If you've invested capital into them, you have to invest in it, right? You can't just pick them and say, all right, hey, there you go. It's putting that continued emphasis like, okay, I'm going to invest in what these guys can do. Here's how we can put them in a position to succeed. Frank Clark is expected back from his injury here soon for the Broncos. As we know, he's had a little bit of a groin tear, said he could be back this week. And I think we were having a little bit of conversation earlier here in today's breaking news episode here of Locked on Broncos talking about what does that look like when he comes back? Is he going to be the first man up behind Cooper and Benito, or is that going to be somewhere else, especially if Baron Browning returns? And I think this is where we maybe ask ourselves here, we're going to see a little bit more Ronnie Perkins, or could we see Frank Clark? In my opinion, I think Denver should slide either him or Ronnie Perkins to defensive end to see what you have opposite of Zach Allen. And that means upending maybe a little bit of Jonathan Harris in a situation like this. I would not be opposed to that either, Cody. I think that that's those are the necessary situations, I think, to kind of consider at this point where the defense has been so bad that you're already saying, hey, we will take a dramatic measure to try to improve it by cutting Randy Gregory and kind of making a statement saying, look, it hasn't been good enough and we're not going to tolerate it going forward. So I think that that would mean, hey, Frank, you may have to go play defensive end or like Ronnie Perkins at Oklahoma a little bit. You might have to play some defensive end. You guys may not just be able to get on the field by coming off the edge. And I kind of feel like those players maybe could embrace that opportunity, right? To say, well, I'm either not going to get on the field as much or I could be on the field way more if I can, you know, play this position. And Frank Clark, for the majority of the time that I've watched him, Cody, I feel like he has played with his hand in the dirt back in Seattle, playing in a more four-man front and then playing in Steve Spagnolo's defense where I think they do a lot of four-man fronts, you know, things like that. So I think that he's probably more used to that, probably more used to that more mm -hmm. physical aspect of it and not necessarily just flying off the edge and hoping that the defensive end in front of you, kind of like we saw with Derek Wolf and Von Miller, the defensive end is going to create your opportunities in a way. I don't think Frank Clark is necessarily used to that or necessarily needs that to be most effective. Well, and we even talked about it when he signed after Barron got put on the PUP list is that, okay, you're signing Frank Clark, but they're like, he's going to play outside linebacker. Whereas you look at where he was at in Kansas City playing defensive end, he was much better. He was better suited because they had him at outside linebacker at one point. His numbers weren't as great because it's hard to produce at outside linebacker. It doesn't matter who you are in today's NFL, unless you're a freak of nature anomaly like a Micah Parsons here. But you, you saw him have his success in Kansas City with his hand in the dirt, as you alluded to there playing that defensive end spot. So I think Denver's going to have to take a look at maybe what they can do on that side of things to maybe facilitate. How can you better impact a defense that is struggling right now, that is bottom ranked against the run, that is bottom ranked in points allowed right now in the NFL, that doesn't have as much pressure or pass rush there, considering that they're not getting any push on the inside. 
you put a guy like Frank Clark there at DN, you have Zach Allen at DN, and let's say DJ Jones can anchor Mike Purcell, the rotation of those two guys can anchor on the interior A gaps there. You might be able to actually execute some of the stunts that Denver's been trying to run with Jonathan Harris. It simply just had not been working when he goes to crash inside. Like Denver has to get back to a point where they have more consistency in that realm. And we'll see if that's the case here as the Broncos getting ready to practice here at the Centura Health Training Center on Wednesday. This is a breaking news episode, Lockdown Broncos, the team releasing veteran Randy Gregory and kind of recapping a little bit what it means for Denver. Cost Denver $16.1 million in dead cap this season, but next year it frees up $9.8 million in the salary cap where Denver is expected to be over the cap anyways as projections look right now. There will have to be some shuffling. We could see some more moves. I mean, if the Broncos are making a move like this early on here, and it was mutual between Randy Gregory and the Broncos, once the trade deadline comes up, could we see some more moves happen here for the Denver Broncos? Something to keep an eye on here. If you are a Broncos fan, we'll have you covered every step of the way here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. You can get us for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast here. But Broncos country, that'll wrap up today's episode of the show. Make sure you check out tomorrow's crossover episode between Sarah Bettinger of Lockdown Broncos and John Butchko of Locked On Jets as they preview the big matchup that's coming up on Sunday when Nathaniel Hackett and company return to town. We'll see you tomorrow.